Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. Are you going to stand? Toby, you going to stand? Come on. Sing Jesus 
and he's passed on and he doesn't pray anymore because he's passed on. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Hope y'all are. Bless the Lord.
This afternoon we'll lay him in the ground. Oh my! Daddy doesn't play anymore. I guess he's finally walking with the Lord. Amen! He used to fold his hands and bow his head down to the floor. Daddy doesn't pray take up the offering and uh, I'm going to get one of the young ones. Watch Sarah. Uh, Lucy's still around? There you go. Thank you, Sarah. We're going to turn thanks over this offering. Father, we thank you, Lord, for Lord, the privilege to give unto you. Freely give us all things that pertain to this life. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for being so gracious. We sung the song Amazing Grace. and Lord, the words just sunk down in, Lord, in our heart just to realize how amazing grace is. Bless this offering, Father, and bless, Lord, our efforts, Lord, and help us to be a blessing to you. We thank you, Lord, ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Sister Sarah. Well, I look back, a lot of people come in. I didn't realize even here. Good to see Star back there and James Jr. Good to see James and Patty up here. Good to see Ashley here. Of course, I knew Ashley was going to somehow get here. I was hoping she would anyway. She come early this morning. Brother Eddie, can you come get me? And any other time, I'd have headed out. But my wife, uh, she's in rehab, suffered uh, terrible injuries, and going to be probably in three months, I guess. And hopefully she can recover from her injuries. And uh, we desire your prayers about that. I love my wife. It hurts to see her when she can't do nothing. Just laying there in the bed, I'm feeding her. She can't use her right arm, it's broken. I just found out her pelvis is fractured. Uh, all of this just kind of come in on me. And, and I got some news this morning. I, mean, I thank God uh, that uh, I received the news. But it was devastating news. Really rocked my boat. And honestly, I refuse to believe it until I make sure that it is true. But it does happen. Uh, it does happen. And uh, I seen maybe some evidence of that last Sunday night, but I still don't know the validity right. of the news, and I, I wouldn't even mention it, even if I did know it to be true. Right. It would just be a matter of prayer. Uh, you know, uh, there's a real devil down here. Jesus told Peter, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. That's right. They may sift you as wheat. Now the Bible doesn't suggest, it says finally my brethren, put on the whole armor of God there in Ephesians chapter 6 that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We may not put a lot of stock in what they're saying, but I'll tell you what, if this is true, what was shared with me this morning 
I'll tell you right now, somebody needs to realize they didn't have the armor on. That's right. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, not to give no place to the devil. Right. I'll promise you this, if you do give him place, you'll be sad. That's right. If what I heard this morning is true, I'm sad at just hearing about it. But I'll be even more sad if I find out what I heard this morning is true. Right. I don't like bad news. I'll tell you right now. Proverbs 25, 25 says, As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news, my far country. I don't like bad news, but there is bad news. That's right. And we have to be mindful of it and pray about it and pray for ourselves that we won't be, uh, uh, you know, brought uh, under, uh, you know, subjection to the devil or sin. Bible says not to give no place to the devil and not, not to let sin reign. A sin wants in. God told Cain, Behold, sin lies at the door. It wants in. Don't open the door. Lock the door. Hey, load the gun. Turn the dogs loose. Let me say this real quick. I, I, I hate reading. I do. I mean, I, I actually I hate reading. I actually, I, I do read my Bible. I discipline myself to read my Bible. I've read it through completely 20 times and I've read it really for 36 years it just I read it through for 20 straight years all the way through but I read randomly in between and my mom passed away and, and I stepped aside from my discipline Bible reading and just went randomly reading my Bible and I, I'm not going to stain the word of God I'll tell you right now I need it I'll tell you right now you need it too more so than, than you realize but I want to mention this book right here. I'm not much on reading, but uh, I, I bought this book off of a good friend of mine. His name's Bill Grady, William P. Grady. Uh, he's a more great man than I realize. After reading this book, I realized just how uh, little I did know about things that are going on. This book very much enlightened me to what's going on in our day. This man's pretty connected. He's been around. A lot of people he mentioned in this book, he knows them personally. It hurts a little bit to know some of the truth he brings out in this book, and yet you still need to know it. This book will help you. I'm not trying to push the book. I'll just tell you this. I read 50 pages in this book, and it so enlightened me, I was ashamed of myself that I didn't already know some of the events he brings out in this book right here about COVID-19 and stuff like that. He got the facts. I'm talking about he's got all the resources everything. It's, it's a shame how much we were lied to during, how much we were lied to during that COVID thing. And, and i got to preach. I'm not going to spend too much time on the book. But uh, oh my, devastated it. What I heard this morning, devastated. I, I still appreciate knowing about it. I, I'm a caring pastor. I love you. I care for you. It's hard for me to give up on anybody. I, I keep praying. And uh, and, and I do. Tammy's back. Tammy, be sure and get a copy of this book. Okay. And read it. Okay. She likes to read. You read 50 pages of this book and you'll say, my God, Brother Eddie, I kind of wish I didn't know the truth and yet we need to know the truth. That's right. This book, very revealing book, very enlightening book. Alright, we'll take our text this morning out of St. John chapter number 8. Message kind of fits with a Devastating news that I got this morning. That's right. It really does. Amen. St. John chapter number 8, we'll read the first 11 verses here. And it says, Jesus 
St. John chapter 8 verse 1 Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them and the scribes and the Pharisees and you can on these showing up brought unto him a woman taken in adultery and when they had set her in the midst they said unto him Master, this woman was taken in adultery. In the very act. I mean, they're driving this point home right here. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, our motive, their motive is manifested right here. This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down what a Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my. Just those two words, but Jesus. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that's without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Amen. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted himself up and saw none, but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. We'll stop our reading right there. Right. We're preaching this morning on a friend of sinners. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this passage. Thank you, Lord, for amazing grace. Thank you for mercy that's new every morning. Thank you, Father, for compassion that fail not. Thank you, Lord, that you truly do lead the ninety-nine and go to the one to bring them back. Lord, what a Savior. Lord, I'm at a loss, and yet, Lord, I'm at a gain. I know your strength is made perfect in weakness, and Lord, I want to just yield myself to you even right now. Lord, I'm truly nothing. Lord, if nobody else in here don't know what I do, but Lord, the more nothing I am, the more everything you can be. And I pray, God, you'll take this time and I pray, Father God, you preach to me and through me to help us all. Lord, that we might gain from this passage. We might gain, Lord, from what's said here today. We promise to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' blessed name we ask it, Father. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the friend of sinners, that's mentioned Luke chapter 7, verse 34, Matthew chapter 11, verse 19. That was an accusation. A son of man came eating and drinking. He said, Behold, a gluttonous man, a friend of publicans and sinners. Accusation was true. Uh, he was a friend of sinners. Thank God he was, Brother James. I need a friend like that. Yeah. I had a lot of friends back when I was a sinner, and I'm still a sinner. I'm just a saved sinner, amen. amen. I'm glad I'm a saved sinner. Amen. That was a long time. I was just a plain old rotten hell serving sinner. <laughs> and the friends I had, I'm telling you, we've done things I wish we hadn't done. We went places I wish we hadn't went. I'm telling you, buddy, uh, it, it's not good to hang around with a bunch of sinners because they tend to make you 
a little more so than what you already are. I mean, you hang around. Somebody said, hang around with dogs, you get pleased. We got pleased in our house right now, so I know that's true. Right now. Yeah. I'm working on them. Y'all got any suggestions? I'll take them. Amen. Well, listen, my friends were just like that. It wasn't too long. I was talking like them, and, and, and I was acting like them. And, and you know how sin is. You want to be more of a sinner. Uh, you want to do more. You want to show that, hey, I'll drink more of that. I'll drink five more than you drink. That's just we sinners are simple. That's right. And next thing you know, you're barking like a dog. That's right. You're trying to get home and thank God for ditches, Brother Jerry. <laughs> I went home like a slot car. I get the wheel in the ditch and and it, it scared me home. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a sin devil, and I hate to even speak about sin because I hate sin. Now that I'm not a sinner no more, I'm a saved sinner. But uh, you know what? I, I got me home. I'm telling you, star, got the wheel in the ditch, 80 mile an hour. Nobody on the road. Somehow I made it home. My wife got me by the collar, led me to the bedroom, said, "I hope you die." Me and the kids were leaving. You sober up? We'll come back. Hey, that's a loving wife, amen. Amen. If you got a drunk for a husband, you need to tell him you don't want that in the house. Hey, you want your children to see something better than a man that's drunk, they stoop and fall and all kind of cursing and stuff like that. I want a home, amen. I don't know about your home. That place of mine, they've got to clean it up. And you'll get rid of all the filth and sin and all the unclean spirits of our home and fill it. Y'all remember that movie War Room when that woman opened that door and said, You get out and sell? Well, that's kind of what I do. Amen. The Bible says that in the book of Romans, make no provision for the flesh to fill the lust thereof. I'm just telling you, we underestimate sin. It don't take a lot of sin. A little sin is enough. Hey, I'm telling you, people think, Hey, I can handle sin. Sure, you can. Right. I only know one that can handle sin. That's right. Brother Mitchell, he took it all the way to the cross. But he nailed it to the cross. That's right. And I'll tell you right now, he put my sins as far as the Amen. east is from the west. Never remember no more against me. He took care of that sin problem. But I still struggle because this fleshly body, Paul That's said right. in Romans chapter number seven, he said, Oh wretched man that I am. He said, that which I would do, I do not. And that which I would not, that I do. I'm telling you, we have a battle with sin. That's why it's good to read the Bible. If nothing else, it'll wash your mind with the water of the Word. It'll get it out of your mind. And we catch ourselves sitting in front of the internet or on the smartphone or maybe in front of the TV. And we're soaking in sin. I'm telling you, to have an effect. It's like a ripple. It'll go and come back. Right. Come on. Amen. We cause problems. Bible says fools make a mock at sin. I like it, sin. I thought I was big enough to handle it. Boy, when sin went its course, I'll tell you what, but I shipwrecked. Yeah. I realized I was no match for sin. I'll tell you, boy, sin's not nothing to laugh about. What I heard this morning, it hurt to hear it. Amen. It may be true. I don't know it to be true, but I'll tell you one thing. I refuse to believe it. Amen. Until I know it to be true, but if it is true, I'm going to go down on my knees and pray. This is a godly man. That's right. A man I look up to. A man I got a lot of confidence in. But it very well could be. I'm telling you, but a lot, a lot of people falling right now. A lot of preachers falling right now. A lot of churches falling right now. I'm telling you because of sin. 
Come on now. The Bible tells us live righteous, godly, and soberly in this present evil world. It says, Come out among them, be separate, saith the Lord. I'll be a father to you, be my sons and daughters. I'm telling you, don't give no place to the devil. Don't allow sin to run in your life, to ruin your life. I went down that road. That's right. Amen. Then, a lot of curves. Right. A lot of problems. A lot of holes. Pit, pit holes. Bridges out. I saw so many holes wrecked by sin, Brother Jerry. I saw men's life wrecked because of sin. I saw women's life wrecked because of sin. That's right. I've had them come to me, Brother James, and I wish they hadn't done it. And I said, I wish you hadn't done it too, but I still love them. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. My pastor preached last Sunday night. And I didn't know what was shared with me this morning, but I know what my pastor preached what he did last Sunday night now. I thought it kind of strange. Preached out of Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. If a man, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, that's right. He which are spiritual restore such one spirit of meekness considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I had no idea what I heard this morning. That very well could be true what I heard this morning. It's not going to change my love for the man that's involved, but I'm just praying what I heard is not true. It may very well be. I'm telling you, this day and hour we're living in, oh my, I'm telling you, buddy, they're falling and they're failing. And the reason they're falling and failing is because there's a devil down here, because sin is down here, because temptation is down here. And I'm telling you, sin is not coming out of price. There'll be a price paid, amen. Well, oh, it's hard preaching, brother. I'll tell you what, if it'll help somebody come out and sin, it's not too hard. Amen. God's got something better in mind. This woman here, she's kind of like what was shared with me this morning. She got caught doing something she ought not been doing. That's right. Like I said, I'm not naming no names. I wouldn't if I knew it to be absolutely true, but it right. sure did hurt to hear and it sure does bother me to even think about this could possibly even be true. That it could happen to someone. I feel the same way about any of y'all. I love y'all. I'm a loving pastor. I love you enough to call you out by name. I pray for you. You tell me about a need and I'll take it to God in prayer. And I mean it. I seriously pray. I don't mess around when it comes to praying. I said, Lord, the struggling, Lord, they need help. Patrick wanted some snow. And I'm never playing snow again. I'll tell you right No more, right? He said, pray we get some snow. And I'll tell you what, I ain't doing that no more. Pray about something else. This time I say a little bit of snow, not a lot, amen. I had no idea it was going to be that bad. And you know, when I say that, I'm just using that for illustration. You tell me, and I'll pray. You tell me, brother, Eddie, I'm struggling. I'll help you. I'll pray for you. Hey, I'm on your side. I love you. It's a pastor. Uh, Jesus told Peter. He said, you love me? Peter said, yeah. He said, feed my lamb. He said, love us now. Be more knees. Feed my sheep. And love pastor will feed the lamb. He'll feed the sheep. He'll feed them the good word of God. Hey, I'm telling about the love of God. And he'll love them. Amen. If you don't love God's people, you're in the wrong crowd. Right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, when I announced my call as a pastor, I, I'd already been preaching a pretty good while. I've been preaching for 32 years. I spent five years at one church. I've been here just a little bit over five years. That's right. So I've been preaching a pretty good while. I was one of them John the Baptist jump up and down snort. I'm in hell for Brainstorm preachers. And I got my first church in Columbia, Kentucky. It's long drive. Yeah. 
But you know what? I sure did have somebody tell me they need a pastor up there. And I met the deacon up there, met them in the Walmart parking lot, and I didn't know them, they didn't know me. And they said, we'd like you to be our pastor. And I said, I'd like to be your pastor. But I'll tell you, I'm just going to cut the chase here real quick. The very first time I got behind the pulpit as their pastor, get ready, I'm talking about the terror thing, all the pieces. God spoke to me and said, those my children. You be careful. Amen. Oh, he let me know, and I'm glad he did. He let me know real quick how much he loves his children, actually. Right. Oh, God loves us. Yes, he, does. he changed my whole dynamic in preaching. Amen. I started ministering in love. Amen. Oh, I saw a lot of young people get saved. I saw a lot of elderly Amen. people come to the altar. I saw a lot of families God. go together. I saw a boy growing the grace. I mean, they had like 12 and I went up and I left. Had about 200 and I left. I don't know that we'll ever get there. But I will tell you this. God told me, and he told me in a very clear way, you be careful, son. It's my children. I love them. I'm glad he did, sir. Amen. I needed to know that. Yes. Don't get me wrong, buddy. Old brother Eddie still got the fire in him. And I'll tell you what, as your pastor, I'm going to love you. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to preach to you just like I'm preaching this morning. The friend of sinners. Thank God for a friend like this. I'm telling you, glory to God, if he took her to anybody else, she'd have got stoned. Amen? But uh, Paul called Jesus the righteous judge in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, and he is the righteous judge. Abraham mentioned to God, I think it's in Genesis chapter 18, I didn't look it up, but Abraham asked God, he said, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? He will. You don't have to worry about God doing right, it's just what the problem is. I'm telling it, if it wasn't a problem with Sodom and Gomorrah, God never even came down, but the cry of Sodom had reached all the way up to heaven, and God Grace of God came down there and Abraham said, Shall not the God of all the earth do right? He'll do right. Paul called him the righteous judge. John called Jesus the advocate of sinners in 1 John chapter number 2, verse 1. My little children, I would that you sin not, but if you do, we got an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, we got a good lawyer, we got a good judge, but these accusers of this woman and she's in the wrong. Oh, they brought her to the wrong one if they wanted her stoned. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, glory to God. They brought her to Jesus. And uh, Jesus right in the middle of teaching people, hey, I don't care if you're in church, trouble still comes. Right. I'm telling you, here he is. He's teaching people. And here come trouble. And what an opportunity they gave him. Teach about the love of God. Amen. Sometimes when things go bad, it can be something good because somebody gets some help. Amen. Amen. Don't be so naive to think you don't need no help. Right. I'm gonna tell you, boy. Yeah. Old brother Eddie started that his part like this right here, brother Jerry. Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, deliver me from evil temptation. Lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Help me to walk before you in the beauty of holiness. Order my steps. Help me to walk in them. I'm telling you. Start your prayer out. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to help you. Amen. Oh, he's right in the middle of teaching people. And here they come. But what an opportunity they gave him to teach about the love of God and about the friend of sinners. Now verse 4, uh, they convinced everybody, I mean she's as guilty as guilty can be. I mean there's no mistake about it. Uh, she's caught red-handed. He said in the very act, I mean we've got 
we got video cameras now. And if that's not enough, everybody's got a cell phone now. And these policemen are trying to do their job. Some idiot over here trying to advocate, you know, defund the police or, or dismount the police. You know, they, they want to legalize sin. They want to legalize murder. But they'll pay somebody. That one girl got caught. She paid. I forgot how much money uh, for, for protection. And here she is. She wants to be protected. She don't want you to be protected. One of them, uh, one of them, a progressive. I can't think of her name. But uh, she said, uh, you know, she had to be protected. But what about us? That's right. Anyway, make a long story short, uh, she was caught in the very act. They've got video cameras now, and they film these people, and it, it hurts to see some of this stuff. I mean, they're shooting people. Shot a eleven-year-old boy. Three men shot a eleven-year-old boy. Uh, then you got, you know, they, they beat somebody. And, uh, and you know what? They, they get caught in the very act because of that. Well, they caught this woman in the very act. Now, it's more than one. The Bible says, let every matter be established, you know, by at least two witnesses. I don't know how many there are. But there's quite a few here. And they have brought her. Uh, it says here, the scribe and the Pharisee, at least there's two, brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they set her in the midst, I mean, they're interrupting his teaching. They're interrupting whatever he's teaching about. And they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, that's kind of what sin is. That's right. Amen. You know, the old devil, I'll tell you, y'all have listened to me real good right here. Here's the way the devil works. Nobody will ever know. I shouldn't talk like that. The devil says nobody will ever know. You remember Moses, he looked this way and that way and he killed that Egyptian and they got found out and he run, <laughs> rumble him out of his shoes. But the devil will tell you, uh, you know, uh, nobody will ever know. Uh, it'll be alright. Uh, you can have this little fling. You can have this little sin. You can get away with it. The Bible tells you plainly, can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? I'm telling you. Uh, but she got caught. Amen. The reason she got caught probably set up. That's kind of the way it works somehow. People set yeah. you up because they're either jealous and hate you or whatever, or they, they hated Jesus, and she's just part of the pawn that they used to try to trap him. But uh, she's as guilty as guilty can be, but she's not the only one that's guilty. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Amen. You know, if they brought her somebody else, Carolyn, they might not notice those ones that brought her. That's right. Jesus knew a little bit more about this than they did. Amen. They were just as guilty as she was. They just didn't know. They're fixing to know it. But they didn't realize at the time that they had no right to bring her to right. yeah. Because they was one and the same. Amen. They said, we got her. We caught her in the very act. They brought her to Jesus. And I'm telling you, by the law, the Bible says all the world's guilty before God. And they went to the law to condemn her. That's Romans chapter 3 verse 20. But they went to the law to condemn her. But by the law they condemned themselves. Amen. Because that included them too. The Bible says by the law no flesh shall be justified. And they thought they looked pretty good. Amen. And one of them was probably the one that she was caught with. It's probably set up. Amen. But like I said their motive there is revealed in verse number 5. However, those, those two words, but Jesus. Yes. Oh my. That reminds me of the scripture there in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us 
us. I'm telling you, thank God for but Jesus, but God. I'm telling you, I'm glad that they're uh, uh, not only uh, reaching out to us and there for us, but they love us. And in this case right here, he was there for her, amen. amen. But Jesus stripped down. Right. Amen. And Sarah, with his finger, wrote on the ground. Somebody wrote a song called Letters of Love. He wrote letters of love. Well, he could have wrote in there Leviticus where it said both of them will be stoned, not just one. Or Deuteronomy 22, 22, both the, the man and the woman both be stoned. That may have been what he wrote. I don't know. I, I just know this. He stooped down with his finger. He wrote on the ground. And here she is, you know. And, and uh, not only is he writing on the ground, he wrote on the ground as though he heard him not. He didn't even give him no attention. Uh, he didn't buy into this. I told you what I heard this morning. It was devastating. That's right. Amen. And I hope to God that somehow it's not true, but it probably is. Oh my. How great a matter. Well, eleven, eleven. Oh my. Well, they're not giving up. That's right. <laughs> So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He's without sin among you. Let him first cast a stone at her. I guess she's probably flinching. But he stooped down and started writing on the ground again. I can see these sinners with these rocks in the hands. Some of them probably got an arm full. Actually, they can't wait to stone her. Only problem is they got to be without sin with all rocks. I pick up rocks all the time. Y'all know what I do. Mm-hmm. I've carried them. I mean, I've had them. I mean, well, I've had my arms full of rocks. But I'm not trying to throw them nobody. I'm trying to sell them. Thank God somebody <laughs> buys them. Amen. Amen. In this case right here, I've dropped my rocks before too. Yeah. Couldn't pack them. Couldn't pack them that far. That's right. <laughs> In this case right here, I can hear rocks falling, Danny. I mean, these guys sitting here, I mean, they're, they're full of rage. They think they've got this under control. Or they're trying, really, they don't care about her. They're just trying to set Jesus up. Or they're putting this on Him. He's mowing up to the challenge. Hey, he's, he's, he's ministering right here, and they don't even know He's doing it. It says here, He that is without sin among you, let Him first cast a stone at her. And again, He stooped down and rolled on the ground. And oh my, thank God. Hey, he's without sin. He said, let him first cast a stone there. That rock that Jesus threw at them, it hit home. Somebody said, you throw a rock and hit a dog, you'll hear about it, amen. It may have been like that, I don't know, but the rocks were dropping everywhere. They went out one by one, beginning at the eldest until the last one. Oh my, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies Romans chapter 8, verse 33. Oh my, the righteous judge here. Right. We got a problem right now with judges. I don't know if you know or not. Try to stab trouble. I don't know about our court system. But this righteous judge, he knows what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're they're not taking any advantage of him. He's showing them that he is up to it. He's Abraham this thing. Amen. This didn't catch him off guard. That's right. As a judge, buddy, he's putting a shoe on their foot. Now they may come in there, you know, thinking we got her now. Next thing they know, they're in her shoes and they realize that they ain't got a right to throw a rock. That's right. Oh my. Yeah. 
Their righteous judge asked those, those I'm telling you, that, uh, that were there, let he among thee without sin cast the first stone. Not a rock was stone, sir. Not a rock. Thank God for our righteous judge. Woo! The Bible said he's going to present us without fault in his presence with exceeding joy. Amen. He's the only one can do it, sir. I'm so guilty. But boy, I've got a righteous judge. I've got one I'm telling you, not only did he save me, but he forgave me, washed me, cleansed me. Hey, he set my going from song in my heart. I've been going now for 36 years. And thanks to him, I'm still going. Not planning on continuing going. I'm telling you, Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's all I need to be. Amen. Amen. That righteous judge asked the condemned woman, why are those thine accusers there in verse number 10? Boy, them boys, they couldn't throw no rocks. They couldn't stay. They had to leave. Conviction's kind of like that. I've had people to walk out while you're preaching. Get convicted. Right. I've been in many services. You know, somebody, it, it got too big. And they left out the door. And I mean, it's in a hurry. And they had some words to say. It wasn't worth hearing. That's right. But you can tell. Amen. That word, it's sharp. Hebrews right. 4.12 says, The word of God's quick, powerful, sharp, and into his sword cutting asunder the soul and spirit. I mean, boy, that word cut them. Amen. They went out the door. Some of them said, I'll never be back. And look, that's easy to say, but not easy to do. Right. Some of them have another few more words I won't repeat here. But I tell you, uh, you know, that word, they, they left. They couldn't stay there. They had to leave. That righteous judge asked that condemned woman, where are those thine accusers? Amen. That old devil, the Bible says, accuse us for God day and night. Yeah. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Hey, you can't get around grace and mercy thanks to Jesus. I'm glad, praise God, I got somebody standing between me and the devil. Jesus told her, neither do I condemn thee. Amen. I'm glad there's no condemnation of them in Christ Jesus. And he told her, he said, go and sin no more. The friend of sinners doesn't want us to sin, but wants us to know that if we do sin, He's there, ready, able, and willing to forgive us. You know, when you think about Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, boy, this friend of sinners says, Come now, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them as wool. He's got the cure for the problem of sin. You know, cancer is a terrible thing. And they're trying to find some kind of cure for it, Brother James. But sins are worse. It's worse than cancer. The Bible says sin when it's finished. It brings forth death. Hey, he's got the cure of sin. That's how I got eternal life because he cured me of that sentence of death. I was dying didn't know it. The sentence of death was upon me. Oh my. He wants us not only to ask forgiveness, but he wants us also to forsake sin. The Bible says he has no greater joy than to hear that his children Walk in truth. That's John chapter 3. Or not John chapter 3. That's 3 John verse number 4. When it comes to sin, we got a friend. When it comes to sin, we got an enemy. I mean, sin's an enemy by itself. But the devil tempts us. And the devil traps us. And the next thing you know, you're somewhere you don't want to be doing something you don't want to do. And you say, how did this happen to me? Amen. That's when you call 911 Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
That's why you say to the righteous judge, I need help down here. This woman needed some help. She got all the help she needed, Sharon. Right. Amen. Well, I tell you what, I stood where she stood. I was guilty. Amen. And that old accuser, boy, he made sure everybody knew I was guilty when I got baptized. Now, I got saved every 27th, 1988. But two weeks later, when I got baptized down at Brotherhood Free Will Baptist Church, man I worked with, <laughs> Brother Mark Bunch, he's about Danny's size, pretty good old boy. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, Mark was there in that church, and, and he's going to baptize me. And they baptized me, and I come out of that water there. I was behind the woman, you know. I made fun of Sandra Ford. She met her several times. And uh, Sandy, bless her heart. She had a lot to do with over there to get saved. Uh, you know, she didn't have to say nothing. She showed all that it needed to be saying. I mean, she showed Jesus made a difference in her. And I got baptized. I come out of that water. Here come Mark Bunch of her. He, I worked with McDonald. He said, I refuse to believe that Jesus could save someone like you. And I agree with what he said. I'll tell you what, praise God, he did the same thing. It took a little while, I guess, for everybody to realize it. Tim Oaks got married December the 9th. Their daughter died January the 9th. How ironic I talked to them about how the marriage you got someone to cry with, someone to share the grief with, someone to put your, you know, cry on their shoulder and help you through that terrible valley. Unknown to me, known to God, I don't know. I'll just tell you, the terrible thing happened within a month. They had to bury daughter. But Tim wanted to say a word before we done the wedding here. He got up here. I don't know what he's going to say. But here's what he said. He said, we all saw the difference in Eddie that Jesus made and we all wanted what he has. That's what we all need to be. Show the world what a difference Jesus makes. Listen, there is pleasure in sin, but it's for season. And when it comes time to pay, it's not, it's not funny. Right. I've had people tell me, I wish I'd never seen this. wish I'd never done this. wish I'd never went there. Right. Listen, Jesus is a friend of sinners. Amen. He's not ashamed of you. He don't want you to be ashamed of Him. He just wants right. you to know He's here for you. He loves you. If you got Him, you got everything you need as far as sin concerned. Yeah. He justifies us. He's going to present us in His presence with exceeding joy. Yeah. I mean, buddy, uh, He's going to present us without spot, without blemish in His presence with exceeding joy. The friend of sinners. He said, He stretched out His hand. That's right. He said, Come to me. Come to me. I'll fix it. Come to me. Right. I'll help you. Amen. Come to me. I'll forgive you. Come to me. I'll love you. That's, right. That's what we've got to do. Father, we thank You for this message this morning. Lord, you had your way here this morning. You sure did. And I'm glad you did. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you, Lord, for so many people that were here this morning to hear this message. Thank you, Father, for those that hear this message by way of the Internet. Lord, we just want to be a help. Lord, we're so thankful to know you personally. To know, Lord, what it means to be saved. To know the difference between to be in sin and being out forgiven of sin, saved from sin. We pray for those, Lord, to hear this message by way of the internet. May it be a blessing. May it bring joy. May it bring salvation, Lord, to sinners, Lord, who don't know what to do about sin. May they run to you and find that you're a friend of sinners. In Christ's name, Father, we ask it. Amen. I'd like to ask everybody to stand. Hey, Brother Jerry, please. Sister Sharon, if they would sing a verse of invitation on him.
If you need to come this morning, I'm here.